Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Friday morning headlines. Representatives of several school districts that filed lawsuits against the Texas Education Agency are talking at 10 o'clock this morning. The lawsuit was in response to recent changes to the state public school accountability system. They plan to answer questions and deliver a joint statement. And in this morning, they're going to do that on the steps of the Travis County Courthouse. The polling location at Austin's rec center on Shoal Creek, it's going to reopen this morning at 7. Yesterday's heavy rains forced it to close. Today is the last day to apply for a mail-in ballot for the November 7th elections. Early voting started this week. It ends November 3rd. Right now on KXAN.com, you'll find complete voter guides with everything you need to know when it comes to voting. We are expecting another welcome day of rain today. Here's a live look that we have for you of downtown Austin. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm Sally Atmondas. And I'm Erica Brennis. Because of all the rain that we've gotten so far, the Lower Colorado River Authority opened one floodgate partially on Ritz Dam and two floodgates downstream at Max Starkey Dam, dumping more than 100,000 gallons of water per second directly into Lake Travis. We love to see it. Yeah, we sure do. Real beneficial stuff yesterday, although it did cause some problems. But over the course of about 48 hours, some areas got more than eight inches of rain. Of course, the Highland Lakes area really needed this rain. Check out the before and after of Lake Travis in Spicewood. Before the rain, the lake, lake looked more like a dry creek bed. But after, a huge difference. KXAN viewer Kathy says she took the first photo a few weeks ago, then this one at 3.30 yesterday afternoon. Great to see, but we still need more rain, of course. Remember, we love all of your reported pictures and weather and news tips and videos and whatever you want to send us reported at kxan.com you can also scan the qr code on your screen and send us those pictures and videos just making sure you're doing that safely never putting yourself in harm's way to get those videos in outside right now not a whole lot of widespread rain but there are some spotty showers trying to come at us here from the south you can uh, squint and you can see them very light rain out there, but it is a sign of things to come. We will be having an increasingly wet day here today uh, with that rain coverage peaking as we head into the afternoon. As you step out right now, we're in the middle and low 70s and there's some areas of fog and plenty of clouds around too. See rain chances only at 20% here at five. They're up to 30% by seven and nine and then they get even higher here as we head through the afternoon. So coming up in first warning weather, we'll track the increasingly wet conditions today. An update on your weekend forecast and hey, guess what? It's gonna feel like winter at times next week. Sounds good, Nick, thank you so much. There is a multi-state manhunt that continues this morning for an army reservist suspected of being that gunman behind a massacre in Maine that left 18 did, dead, 13 injured. It was after that bar shooting and a bowling lane mass shooting. Communities around Lewiston, Maine are in lockdown. Schools, town offices and businesses have closed in the area. Maine State Police say that the shelter in place and school closings expanded to the town of Bowdoin, where the suspected shooter, Robert Card, is from. People are being told to stay inside their homes while investigators continue their search. Among the victims, Joey Walker, who was the manager at the bar and grill. His father, Leroy Walker, tells Lester Holt that his son's wife was told by police that Joey died and he was trying to help people. He died as a hero because he picked up a, a butcher knife from 
somewheres, you know, they, he has all that stuff near the bar anyways. And he tried to go at the gunman to stop him from shooting anybody else. The gunman shot him twice, twice through the stomach. This morning on the Today Show, NBC News is in Maine as hundreds of law enforcement officers, investigators, officers from up and down the eastern seaboard continue to search for Card. I'm Sam Brock in Bowdoin, Maine, hometown of Robert Card, where authorities right now are trying to track down the man wanted for a mass shooting that has already led to 18 deaths and another 13 people injured. All kinds of new information are coming in. We've learned that the Card family owns hundreds of acres here. Authorities right now have scoured this area looking for information, and they've already found some. To start with, a gun, according to law enforcement, that was found in that white Subaru that was ditched the night before. Well, they're now looking to see if it's the same weapon that was used in the mass shootings. We are also learning more about a note found in Card's personal home, according to multiple law enforcement officials. We don't know what the contents are yet, but obviously that is a key question in all of this. And then what are the possibilities in terms of where he may have gone? Authorities whittling it down to four distinct options that they're looking at all of them. We'll go through this and where the investigation stands coming up on the Today Show. In the Mideast, more airstrikes hitting sections of the Gaza Strip and people are running out of food, water and other supplies. Israel is targeting Hamas in Gaza and is now carrying out what it called a targeted raid on the ground. Meanwhile, the U.S. military launched airstrikes on two locations in eastern Syria last night, our time. It's linked to Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps, according to the, to the Pentagon. This is in retaliation for a string of drone and missile attacks against U.S. bases and personnel in the region that started early last week. And we could also tell you more than 8,000 people have died as a result of this war and more than 200 people remain in captivity. However, the Hamas military wing said that Israeli bombardment has killed about 50 of those hostages. Israel though was not commenting but has denied previous similar claims by Hamas. Driverless car operator Cruise, get this, announcing it's going to suspend operations in all of its markets, including right here in Austin. In a statement last night, the company says it's doing so to examine the company's operations and rebuild public trust. This comes on the heels of California's Department of Motor Vehicles suspending the driverless permit. The cars have been involved in a series of incidents there sparking criticism and safety concerns. KXAN has reported on issues noticed by some around town of the cars blocking streets as they stop frequently as part of their safety programming. An off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot is in the courtroom today. What he's accused of and the charges he's facing. How frustrations over border bills spilled onto the House floor leading some heated words between colleagues as tensions run high in the Texas Capitol. Hey, good morning, 439. It's the final Friday of October. This is how it looks at the Barren Creek Vineyards in Fredericksburg. A few raindrops there on the camera lens. We are expecting more rain here today. Increasingly wet, in fact. Grab that umbrella before you head out the door. Well, cleanup continues this morning as Mexican authorities say that at least 27 people have died as powerful Hurricane Otis made landfall along the country's Pacific coast on Wednesday. Tens of thousands of people are in damaged homes without electricity. Many of the once sleek beachfront hotels in Acapulco destroyed after the Category 5 storm blew out hundreds, possibly thousands of windows.
The off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot accused of trying to cut an airplane's engines mid-flight appeared in federal court. Joseph Emerson didn't say anything when he appeared. He's charged with one federal count of interfering with flight crew members in attendance. Emerson also faces 83 state counts of second-degree attempted murder, one count of endangering an aircraft. His attorney spoke to the media yesterday in the courtroom. He is uh, grateful for their timely and heroic actions. And uh, especially with the flight attendants, they were very kind and they were very understanding. He would also like to, we would also like to say that, and he would like to reiterate that he had no intention to harm himself or anybody on the airplane. Emerson told investigators he took psychedelic mushrooms 48 hours before the incident that he had been depressed. He believed that he was experiencing a mental breakdown. Who will be the next top manager for the city of Austin? The mayor updates us on the search for city manager. Good morning. Some quarterback news on the 40 acres. Steve Sarkeesian names a starter for tomorrow's game against BYU. That's later in sports. Keep it in. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Well, it's been expected, but now it's official. Texas will have a different quarterback under center for their next game against BYU. Head coach Steve Sarkeesian announced Thursday that Malik Murphy will start at quarterback for the Longhorns on Saturday. It'll be the redshirt freshman QB's first career start. Murphy came in late in the fourth quarter to replace Quinn Ewers against Houston. Threw two passes. One was complete to Jordan Whittington. Sarkeesian said after the game that the team is confident in Murphy and he maintained that sentiment Thursday. All the players know, hey, Malik's making his first career start. We need to play well around him. You know, that's, 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 you know, that's naturally for anybody. There's going to be some excitement in his bones and in, in his veins to, to want to go play good. Let's make sure we play well around him. You know, I said a couple weeks ago that, that Arch arguably had his best practice since he's been here. I would say today was Malik's best practice since he's been here. And uh, that's a good that's a good thing for us, that as the week's gone on, his game has elevated, uh, his understanding of the game plan has elevated, um, his comfort level of managing all the things we do at the line of scrimmage um, has elevated, and I think his confidence has elevated because of it. Sarkeesian mentioned Arch Manning. He did say as far as whether Arch Manning uh, will hit the field against BYU. He said they'll just have to see how the game goes. Kickoff is set for tomorrow at 2.30 against Steve Sarkeesian's alma mater, BYU, at Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. Hey, how about more sports? The World <laughs> Series begins tonight. The Texas Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks will face off for the first of a seven-game series. The Diamondbacks are making their first trip back to the Fall Classic since 2001 when they defeated the New York Yankees in a seven-game series. As for the Rangers, they defeated the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series in seven games. The game is at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, and first pitch at 7.03. Former President George W. Bush will actually throw out <laughs> the ceremonial first pitch nice. for that game. Nice. This will be fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Got to root for the Texas team, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back now that there's just one Texas team and not the two playing against yes. each other. Yes. Divided. Yeah. There mm -hmm. were some divisions. Among <laughs> now we can all come together <laughs> yeah. as one again. Yeah. Well, we've got some more rain on the way here today. In fact, there's a couple of spotty showers out there now. They're very small, a little hard to see. They would last just about a few minutes on the windshield wiper. 
uh, on the windshield and then they would move on. You can see them there in the light green coming in from the south to north. The general idea is with the heating of the day and the southerly flow, we're going to get more showers and storms as we head through the day with the rain coverage peaking as we head into the afternoon. See what our computer models do here through nine. Still pretty spotty showers, but a low chance for a brief downpour. And then as we head through the late morning and into the afternoon, the rain coverage really starts to blossom. I think the most widespread rain is going to be in the hill country, but you'll still be in with a decent chance of rain in the metro and our eastern counties as well. Just perhaps not as persistent of a rain here today and certainly not expecting a repeat of yesterday, but there could be some hefty downpours uh, and some isolated thunderstorms in the mix too. Rain coverage after after 7 o'clock starts to drop off a little bit, there's still going to be some showers around during the overnight hours and into tomorrow morning even, but a brief sort of drying trend on the way for Saturday. There'll still be a few showers around, just not as wet as today. Saturday looks to be one of the drier days for the next few, despite the fact that we still have rain in the forecast. There is a flash flooding threat today. Northwest of Austin, it's a 2 out of 4. Uh, Austin and eastward and south, it's a one out of four, so not as high as yesterday was. Uh, thinking rainfall uh, peaks at about one to two inches in the wettest spots only. So increasing rain coverage today will get up to 81. Tonight, lingering showers down to 70. And as we take you into the weekend, Saturday, the drier of the two days, but still a 30% chance of showers ahead of a strong cold front. We get to 82 on Sunday, and then the wind blows in the cold. And also more rain Sunday, Monday. We get down to 48 on Monday, 54 Tuesday, and then we claw our way back into the 60s by Thursday. Okay, Nick, thank you. This morning, wow, it was a busy day yesterday, wasn't it? This morning, the National Weather Service is going to send a crew to survey that busy day of storms. They're going to look at the damage left behind. They're going to look at the intensity of the storms. A tornado touched down near Lockhart in Caldwell County, about 40 minutes southeast of Austin. Thank you, by the way, to Joe Molina, who was able to get in a workout and then spotted mm -hmm. that looming threat, the tornado thrashing closer to his property. Holy cow, that now that's a tornado. You see stuff flying? Yeah. That is well, he kept recording, and then at one point, the tornado looked like yeah, it was straight head toward his home. Holy cow. That's like what, sucking stuff out of the creek or what? All right, I guess we should be ready to close the garage door. <laughs> yep, you hear the guy in the background. So this is some of the damage crews will look at this morning. Winds tore the roof apart on a shed at a ranch in Rolling Ridge. It damaged windows and left scattered debris. Workers say they saw that tornado and took cover. Wow. Who is going to be the next city manager? The Austin mayor recently updated us on his search for the new city manager. And the person who takes on that job is going to be in charge of the day-to-day -day operations. They can hire and fire most city staffers, which is a team of more than 14,000 people, recommending policies to council and carrying them out and prepares the city's budget. The contract has just been negotiated with a search form uh, Mosaic Public Partners. They're tasked with finding the next city manager. And the mayor says that he is looking for a person who has experience in city government and understands the council form of city government. There needs to be somebody that knows how to get the job done and is not going to 
uh, wait around, uh, is going to, to move, move with dispatch. But I want somebody with the, the common sense to uh, b not bring in the goofy things that will end up um, messing us up. Is Jesus Garza in the running? No. No, you know, when he, when uh, Jesus Garza is a great city manager, I mean, he's an award-winning city manager, but when he came in, he came in as an interim city manager. And um, I think uh, he's enjoying what he's doing. He's doing a great job, but I also think he's looking forward to uh, having served the time, helped us the way he's done, and, uh, and, and go back into retirement. And the mayor says that he is in no rush to fill the job because he wants it done correctly. He also says there is no citizen advisory task force involved in the search. Three different border security bills won approval in the Texas House after hours of contentious debate that spilled into the early morning hours. The process was delayed after a confrontation on the floor. KXAN's Monica Madden looks closer at the heated moments. Y'all don't understand the shit y'all do hurts our community. It hurts us personally, bro. Tense moments late Wednesday on the House floor in a Democrat versus Republican confrontation. And y'all don't understand that. Y'all don't live in our skin. Y'all don't, man. And that's what pisses me off. Representative Armando Wally lashed out at Representative Cody Harris after he successfully passed a motion to limit amendments on House Bill 4. It's just a signal to us that we knew they were going to continue to do this all night long just to drag out uh, the entire process. It's never been my intent to uh, stop debate or limit debate. 47 amendments had already been filed and Democrats planned for more. All we have is the rules. All we have is the rules to fight with. The rules. Debate. The exchange stalling House debate for hours. It's all over a bill that would allow Texas peace officers to arrest and effectively deport people who cross into the state illegally. whole purpose of this bill if, is not to incarcerate more people, it's to turn them back and get them back to where they can. No, but Democrats say it's discriminatory, escalating emotions for some Hispanic members. They understand that their bill is unconstitutional. They understand that it's a racial profiling bill. They understand that Texas America has a history of deporting U.S. citizens. The minority party could not block the bill. And 15 hours later, House Bill 4 advanced to the Senate, where it's expected to pass. Monica Madden, KXAN News. As Monica said, House Bill 4 will now head to the Senate, along with a bill that would send $1.5 billion toward building the border wall. The House has also passed Senate Bill 4 to increase penalties for human smuggling, which heads to the governor's desk. Austin is expanding the temporary homeless shelter at the city of Austin's Marshalline Yard. We told you last month how the emergency shelter reached 200 people staying on that one site. In a new city memo from the interim homeless strategy officer based on the overall performance, they want to increase the capacity to 300 people. That's the initial maximum capacity. Hundreds of people spoke out last night about the city of Austin's proposal to change zoning rules. It's city council's push to create more affordable housing within neighborhoods. If affordability is your true motive, the increased cost of infrastructure must be factored in. Individuals who can afford to build and rent it out will be the ones to gain the equity from this. About five years ago, 
uh, my wife and I were able to buy a home in the Go Valley neighborhood. And part of what enabled that was that we, they were that it was allowed on, on that lot that there would be two homes on that property. Here's a look at a few of the possible changes. One would let up to three housing units, including tiny homes, on a property currently zoned as single family. Other changes include revising regulations for properties with two housing units and removing restrictions on the number of unrelated adults living in a housing unit together. There will be two more hearings, one in mid-November and in early December. Okay, the Austin Board of Realtors says international buyers invested more than $600 million in central Texas homes between April of 2022 and March of this year. And that money makes up 3% of all residential sales in the Austin Round Rock area. While buyers from India topped the list for the second year in a row, making up 21% of home purchases from international buyers. Buyers from Mexico, second, making 17% up of that bulk. Buyers from China followed making up 6%, and there was about the same number from Brazil. Okay, finally, buyers from Canada made up 5%. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks so much for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking on KXAN Today at 5. Why the driverless car operator Cruise announced it's going to be suspending operations in all markets, including here in Austin.